Hello, everybody. This is Julie D. The Cleveland Sports Show starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome. Happy Friday. Happy weekend coming up. To the, uh, welcome to the Cleveland Sports Show. Andrew is back with us this week. Sorry we were absent for such a long time. Um, I really missed being here on the podcast. But because we were away for so long, such a seems like eternities, um, we have so much news to catch up um, on with with you guys. So stay tuned. First, let's dive right into soccer. So today, um, we're just going to give quick updates here before we really ha- um, get into our main course of today's um, episode. So let's begin with the Premier League. And in the Premier League, Liverpool still hold that top seed. Manchester City right behind them um, in second place by a difference of four points. And it's Tottenham Hotspur and Chelsea um, battling in the three and fourth spot. Top scorers updated this week in the Premier League. Mohamed Salah is back on top with 16 goals. Harry Kane, 14, the Englishman. Um, Pierre-Emerick Aboumayang has 14 goals scored on three assists. And the Belgian star Eden Hazard on 10 goals with 10 assists. 74% of his shots have been on target. And La Liga in Spain. I was just learning about Spain in my Spanish class today. So how fitting for this. In La Liga, Barcelona still hold the first seed. Um, Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid, the two Madrid rivals, um, are battling for the higher spot. Right now it is Atletico Madrid who lead Real Madrid by five points. Um, Real Madrid have um, been getting a lot better, moving all the way to third place. Um, Sevilla and Alaves take fourth and fifth place. Top scorers in the Premier League, of course, the one and only Lionel Messi in second place, or excuse me, first place. It is his companion, Luis Suarez, striker, who has 15 goals scored. And Christian Stuani of Uruguay has 12 goals scored, 59% of his shots on target. And in fifth place, French star Antoine Griezmann um, with nine goals scored on seven assists. And in League One, PSG still have a commanding hold on the first place um, standing with a third comfortable 13-point margin um, between LOSC. Lyon is in third place, Saint-Étienne fourth, and then Strasbourg with 32 points um, are in fifth place. And uh, for moving on to France now, uh, French League 1 um, in terms of top scoring. Kylian Mbappe, 17 goals scored on 5 assists. And Edison Cavani with 14 goals scored on 4 assists. 44 his, 44% of his shots are on target. And last but not least in the Bundesliga, Dortmund, Bayern, and Mönchengladbach are the top 3 teams. Um, Dortmund have a 6-point cushion on 2nd place um, Bayern Munich. And then um, top goal scorers for the German Bundesliga. Luka Jovic with 13 goals on 13 assists. Uh, Paco Alasser with 12 goals. And Marco Royce, the German star, with 11 goals. And tying him in fourth place is the Polish striker Robert Lewandowski with 11 goals scored. 45% of his shots on target. And now here we go. The cream of the crop, the best part of the show for me Let's begin NBA time. So, 
of course, this is the Cleveland Sports Show, so we can't, you know, just get started with any regular old team here. We have to get started with our good old Cleveland Cavaliers, who actually surprisingly won a game in these last few weeks. This is their first win since that Larry Nance tip-in from December 18th in Indianapolis against the Pacers. And this what was a huge statement win for the Cavs, a 101-95 to um, win over the Los Angeles Lakers, keep in mind, without LeBron. Chetty Osman with 20 points, Rodney Hood with 18 in that game, Tristan Thompson and Alec Burks combining for a total of 32 points. Um, Colin Sexton, who has really found his stride as a point guard, with 17 points as well. Everything was working for the Cavs in that game. Um, Lakers really just, every time they went on a run, it seemed like the Cavs were actually finding ways to stop the Laker momentum, and this was just a terrific win. Um, Kyle Kuzma was the highest Lakers scorer with 29 points. Um, Lakers have been absolutely atrocious without LeBron. Um, The Lakers um, were blown out by 15 and their record is one game above the 500 mark. So if they lose this next game against the Phoenix Suns at home, they will be 25 and 25. Um, right now, the Lakers very, very disappointing. But to get back on the Cavs, a huge statement win in Los Angeles. Um, but even though they got that win in LA, that did not translate to the rest of the Western road trip as they lost by 17 to the Portland Trailblazers. They lost by 16 to the Jazz. They lost by 22 to the Denver Nuggets in the Mile High City. And then in their, um, great return home, they were, it was MLK Day. They were going to play the Chicago Bulls, one o'clock Eastern. Cavs just happy to be back from the road trip. Um, oh, just a great way, um, one game homestand, you know, just want to, wanting to please the fans with some effort. And then they go out to the Chicago Bulls of all the teams and um, lose by 16 points. Absolutely embarrassing performance for the Cavs. They went down big early. Um, 31 to 18 was the score in the first quarter. Second quarter did not go any better for them, although the Cavs were able to pull back the, um, the Cavaliers. If I get my handy dandy calculator out here right now, Cavaliers had 42 points at the half. Um, they were able to score. They outscored the Chicago Bulls 24 to 17. Um, Chicago Bulls regained mo- uh, momentum in the third by taking, um, by outscoring the Cavs by three, and then um, in the fourth quarter, outscored the Cavs by seven. Very disappointing performance for the Cavs. The Bulls were able to score 28 points points in each of those quarters, combining for 56 total points in the entire second half. Really no notable performances other than Zach Levine for the Chicago Bulls, who we know is their best player. Uh, 25 points for him, uh, two rebounds, one assist. Now I am a little more on the positive side um, this week. Um, The Cavaliers did get blown out by the Celtics um, in pretty handily fashion, but I'll be 100% honest with you. I was expecting that. Um, really run of the mill, a run of the mill type game. Cavs was really just never to get in it. Um, Celtics pulling away without Kyrie Irving that night. The Cavs tonight will, um, host Dwayne Wade in the Miami Heat. This will be Dwayne's final hurrah at Quicken Loans Arena, his final game in Cleveland. Um, you know, obviously he renounced his retirement after this season. So, we here at the Cleveland Sports Show salute to D-Wade and all that he's done in this league. But nonetheless, Cavs hoping to um, get their first win of the season 
against the Miami Heat, and it was actually um, June 2nd um, of this month in this, cal- in this calendar year that the Heat actually came here to Cleveland and just obliterated the Cavs. Um, the final score of that game was a 117-92 to blowout in favor of the Heat. So Cavs looking to uh, avenge the Miami Heat. Um, Andrew, I'm gonna get, I want to get your take on this. What have you seen from the Cavs that you like? What have you seen that you've not liked? Uh, I'll be honest here, after that w- statement win in L.A., they just went back to being the sorry, miserable, embarrassing, um, deplorable Cavs that I've been used to this whole season. But um, what's your thoughts on the Cavs so far? Honestly, what I don't like right now is uh, the minutes Jordan Clarkson is getting. Now, uh, when we met before, the last time we met, you said he could be an all-star. And I like before, I didn't agree with you at all. Right now, after checking his stats, I would 100% agree with you. He's in 26 minutes. He's getting like 16 points per game. He should be getting 30 minutes, 30 minutes per game. And Andrew, you know, the trade deadline is coming up. You know, February 7th, uh, 3 o'clock, if I'm not mistaken, the trade deadline is coming up. In my opinion, in my analysis of the Cavs so far, Jordan Clarkson is the only player on the Cavs who has a legitimate reason to leave. He is the only one who should be um, who would have my 100% approval of leaving because he's, his talents are actually needed somewhere on a winning franchise. If he goes to Houston and is a backup point guard with Eric Gordon, and then you have the starting point guard lineup of James Harden and CP3, that would definitely work. Um, and I think a team like Toronto, definitely Philadelphia, and the troubles they're having with Markel Fultz, I think they would really love to have Jordan Clarkson. So in my, um, analysis it doesn't make sense for Jordan Clarkson to stay here yes he's playing great and I think he can the way the what he's done here with the Cavs has been a huge stepping stone and I don't think staying in Cleveland is going to help him in his career because Jordan Clarkson I, I really like I really think he's an underrated point guard I definitely think he's you know he's one of the best bench scorers in this league and no one is mentioning what he's doing because how atrocious the Cavs are this season but if you really look and if you know someone like me who watches all these Cavs games I see what Jordan Clarkson does on a nightly basis. And what he's doing is phenomenal. He's the best player on the Cavs right now. You know, you agree with me or not, he's the best player on the Cavs. His stats are showing it. I mean, just in Boston, at the hostile TD Garden, 14 points. Um, you know, to anyone else, that might seem, oh, lackluster, boring. But if you look at the Cavs right now, no one else is doing anything greater. Um, Jordan Clarkson, I think, should hope for a trade this upcoming trade deadline or you know if he's a free agent you know just find a way to get out of cleveland and use and use your talents on a winning team you know Doris, i can like 100 percent agree with you like right now i would if i was jordan clarkson i would show everything i can off in cleveland because he's when he was playing teams like i'm um, new orleans in 24 minutes he got 23 points if he can just like show off more maybe like a team like maybe um golden state or houston if he, I, I agree, like, Houston would be a wonderful team for him. Houston and Philadelphia are two, two best options because those are the two teams who I've analyzed who really need a backup point guard. Um, you know, Houston really doesn't have anyone. Um, you know, Eric Gordon is really their so- a solid guard, back the only solid guard back there in, when it comes to the bench. And Philadelphia, as you've known, has had so many problems with Markel Fultz. We'll talk about them in a minute here. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely think those are the two teams who definitely deserve Jordan Clarkson should definitely consider going to. 
Now, Colin Sexton, I thought, has really he's been maturing um, the first-round pick. I think he's been evolving well as a point guard. Um, just this past Wednesday in Boston against the Celtics, 31 minutes, 16 points, 16 of 15. Um, but then the past game against the blowout against the Bulls, um, he had 18 points, 7 um, of 17 from the field. He's been playing a lot better. He's actually getting scoring double digits in all of his games um, since uh, November excuse me, January 5th. So, my question to you, what have you been seeing from Colin Sexton? Um, do you think he can, you know, be a legitimate point guard in this league? I really don't know, honestly. I Some people are saying he's a bust. Some people are saying he's all right. I, I've noticed that he's been shooting a lot more, which is really working with him. Like, he can shoot. He's an, out, he's an inside guy. So I I give it like a 50-50 right now, a 50 chance he could be a great player, be an all-star, or a 50 that he'll be a bust. You know, I'm honestly when I think of a bust, I think of once again Markel Fultz. Just you, know, I mean, he's first round pick, 2017. You're expected to change, a, a, you know, an improving franchise, and you know, you you come in pump faking on free throws. I mean, I just don't really understand. You know, I really hope Markel Fultz really gets it together. But in terms of, I don't think Colin Sexton is on the level of doing as bad as Markel Fultz has done. Um, I think I'm more on if you. Say it's 50-50, I'm more of the side that he can be a legitimate point guard. And if Jordan Clarkson leaves, which, you know, I hope he does because he has to use his talent somewhere that he'll actually win games. If he does that, it'll have a lot more burden on Colin Sexton. And this is an old Cavs team still. You know, Channing Fry, Tristan Thompson. You know, J.R. Smith, even though he's not been playing at all. These are old guys, so they're not, so they don't have 10 plus years to go. Therefore, it's, imperative of Colin Sexton to learn from these old guys, you know, as much as he can in order, you know, to, you know, fulfill his destiny as a true point guard in this league. You know, I I think that he uh, could turn out to be a good point guard, but he needs some some veteran leadership. Like Kevin Love, if he could just get that leadership, I know he's, he's still hurt right now, but if he could just show um, Sexton what it means to be like an NBA player, I think he could turn out very, very well. Please, yeah, and please, just don't don't talk about Kevin Love on the show. I'm done with it. I'm sick <laughs> of it. This is ridiculous. Um, you have how? I mean, he's barely played any games with the Cavs. I'm, you know, you're injured because of a toe injury, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see all those huge, huge shoes that they have. I mean, I just don't understand it. If this was the first time, you know, I'd still be disappointed. But given the fact that Kevin Love has done this time and time again, just you know having all these, you know, petty injuries. I mean, you're now the number one option on this team. Well, technically it's Jordan Clarkson now because he's not there. Kevin Love is not there. Um I don't I just don't understand why why he can't play. I'm sick of seeing him in a suit every single game. He needs to get back out on out there on the court because the reason I thought this was going to be a promising season for the Cavs in terms of they had a possibility of making the playoffs was because of Kevin Love. Now they're the worst team in the NBA, and they're the only team in the NBA with not even 10 wins. So, you know, I, I just can't stand Kevin Love anymore. This is ridiculous. And um, we, you know, Cavs need to do something about this. You know, how was he even an all-star? I saw, like, he was actually getting a lot of votes to be an all-star, Kevin Love. I mean, you know, just people, what they, you know, the past. I'm not saying Kevin Love's a terrible player. I'm not saying he's a terrible person. 
you know, I'm just saying you, he has to get back out there on the court. Kevin Love is an all-star, but he has to prove himself of being an all-star. I don't even think he should be an all-star this year. The amount of games he's played, he, he there's no way he, he should be an all-star right now. He's not going to play in the—I mean, if he was an all-star, he's not going to play in the all-star game. He's, you know, he wasn't even, he didn't play in the All-Star game last year, um, cause he was in due to injury. He's probably not gonna play in it this year due to injury. Um, but enough with the Cavs. You know, I've boiled my blood enough about that. I have, for this weekend, some huge national televised games that I wanna talk about with you, Andrew. First, we're gonna talk about tonight. Um, Raptors are in Houston to take on the Rockets at the Toyota Center. I am definitely going to look looking forward to this one because this is going to be the first matchup between Houston and Toronto this season. And what I'm looking forward to is seeing how Kawhi Leonard adapts. Really, can, how can he outplace James Harden? How will the Raptors as a team be able to stop James Harden? Or not stop him, but you know at least maintain him. And you know Raptors have been considered one of the better defensive teams in this league. I'm interested to see the matchup between Danny Green. And James Harden, I'm really looking forward to this one, um, coaching battle between Mike D'Antoni and Greg Popovich. So what, what's your prediction for this, for tonight's game? I think the Houston's going to come through, honestly. I don't think Danny Green will be able to guard James Harden at all. James Harden is on a very nice streak right now. He, he's going to keep it going tonight. Unless they can put Kawhi on, on James Harden, I could see them winning the game. But if they keep, if they put Danny Green on him, they're not going to win it. And um, actually, uh, Kawhi, I did not know this, Kawhi Leonard has been injured, so oh, we don't wow. even know if Kawhi Leonard's going to play. And if Kawhi Leonard does not play, I think that's going to out, to really, it's going to change my entire opinion about how the complexity of this game. Because I think if Kawhi Leonard plays tonight, Raptors win. And the Raptors, their record on the road is 15-10. and 10. Now, I know that doesn't look great, but if you look at the Rockets' uh, record on the road, they're 10 and 13. They're 17 and 7 at home. The problem is, I think because the Rockets really rely on one guy for offense, and that's, of course, James Harden. And shout out to James Harden, who got his career high this past Wednesday at the Garden nope, in New York City. No better place to do it. But, you know, they're going to, you know, the Raptors, this, these are one of the, this is, arguably the best team in the Eastern Conference right now. And the fact that, you know, you're going up against James Harden, you have the defensive juggernaut of Kawhi Leonard as well. This is not going to be a walk in the park as it usually is for James Harden. He got a 61-point career high against the New York Knicks. Let's be honest here, the Knicks are absolutely nothing. They have no one who can guard Harden, especially given the fact they don't have Kristaps Porzingis right now. So... I definitely think the I think the Raptors will win if they have Kawhi Leonard, but because if if Kawhi Leonard does not play, I would agree with you that the Rockets will win because there'd be no one to stop James Harden. What what do you think about Kawhi Leonard's presence in this game if he doesn't does play? Well, okay, when uh, Kawhi isn't playing, I think that the uh, the Raptors they're more of a they're kind of like a better version of the Nets, a good point guard and some other guys that can really do it. But with them, they are a championship team, 100%. I think that they they will make it to the championship. They'll beat all the other teams. You you think you even think the Toronto Raptors could beat the, would beat the Boston Celtics? I think so. I think that Kyrie is going to get hurt again. I, I I think he will. 
you know, I'm, um, you know, very worried about the about the Boston Celtics. I, w- I want to talk. I'm going to talk about them um, a little bit here. Um, but to get back on your point uh, of Kawhi Leonard, um, you know, Kawhi Leonard is an NBA champion. I think a lot of us overlook that. He in 2014 he won the NBA championship and he was the NBA Finals MVP. That's really the best thing to do if you're a player. Not only do you win the championship, but you're also the Finals MVP. There's really no better accomplishment than that. So I think if Kawhi Leonard brings that mentality, working under Greg Popovich, working with those veterans like Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, those guys, I think it's really showing. And, you know, the Raptors have a great head coach in Nick Nurse, who I really like. You know, I was unsure, like, because they fired Dwayne Casey, who I thought was a great coach for Toronto. And the fact when they fired him, I was kept thinking, who are they going to get that's as good as Dwayne Casey? And Nick Nurse is doing a great job in Toronto. Um, so that's my thoughts on Raptors versus Rockets. You can catch it at 8 o'clock tonight on ESPN. Tomorrow on ABC, America, um, national television, the American television, ABC is going to be at the TD Garden in Boston, Massachusetts for really one of the games that I'm looking, one of the games of the year that I've been marked on my calendar, that I've had marked on my calendar for such a long time. DeMarcus Cousins, Steph Curry, KD are heading to be in town to take on Kyrie Irving, who didn't play against the Cavs, who I just mentioned, Kyrie Irving and the Boston Celtics. I am super pumped for this game um, because it's a possible finals matchup. Not only do I think that, I think the Celtics have a great chance of making this a competitive one. Last year when the Warriors came to Boston, they actually lost 82, or excuse me, by a score of 92 to 88. Um, however, I think the Warriors are going to get the better of it tomorrow night, just the way the Celtics have been this year, and now the fact that the Warriors have added DeMarcus Cousins, who has played, been playing, uh, he played, he's been playing very well as of late, his debut last Friday against the Clippers, um, he had, in 15 minutes, he had 14 points, 5 of 11 from the field, 3 of 4, 75% from three-point range. Um, measly eight points uh, in a 19-point blowout win, mind you, over the Lakers. But Clay Thompson was extremely hot that night. And then last night against the Wizards in 24 points, um, 17 minutes. Or excuse me, 24 minutes in 17 points. Sorry, I mixed that up there. But um, what have you seen from DeMarcus Cousins? What? How do you think the Warriors have been with him um, over this past stre- past stretch? I think they've gotten a lot more cocky. Than, than before. They have five All-Stars now. And, you know, everyone can shoot threes. They have the, the best center in the league right now. Who can all, who can, he, can, he can play defense. He can shoot. He can do everything. And then they have other guys who are getting, like, 60 points per game. Like, it, it's crazy. And it's, the one thing is the Warriors in this dynasty, they've never been known for having such, you know, a great center. Like, great guy at the five spot. Um, when they won their first championship all the way back in 2015, it was Andrew Bogut um, for the next two years. And then they went and got Zaza Pachulia and JaVale McGee. I mean, those are not, you know, high-quality names. So the fact that you go from Zaza Pachulia to DeMarcus Cousins, I mean, just think of how huge of a gap that is in talent level. Not The Warriors have just boosted their talent um, in the um, – in the five position. And I think tomorrow we're going to see 
we're going to see that in Boston. Unfortunately, as much as I want the Celtics to really come on top in this one, not only because it's on ABC, on national television, um, I just want to see competition. I want to see a team actually beat this star-studded Golden State lineup. I don't think it's going to happen tomorrow because I think the Warriors are just too powerful. But what are your thoughts on tomorrow night's game? You know, I think it's going to be t- the Warriors are going to win it, but I maybe in like the first few quarters, maybe they can. It'll be a close game, but the final outcome, the Warriors will win. Maybe Kyrie will have some nice highlight plays. Same with uh, Jason Tatum. But we really, we truly know the outcome. You know, it's really unfortunate that we do know that outcome. This was the last thing I wanted to happen. Just the Warriors have a five All Stars starting in their, um, in their top, in their starting five. Um, you know, it's, it honestly seems very. If I sound a little depressed right now, that's the reason why. This is very sad, especially when the, this was the best time in the NBA right now. Everything's competitive, and this was the time DeMarcus Cousins just had to get back and basically make the Warriors back to being the Warriors that you know that they've always been. So that's why I'm really hoping for the the Warriors, or excuse me, the Celtics to defeat the Warriors um, tomorrow night. NBA rookie talk here, real quick. We're gonna get to the 76ers here in just a few. But um, Andrew, who is your candidate this year for Rookie of the Year? Luka Doncic, 100% all the way. This guy, he is an all-star. You know, like it, I just get the feel of a great veteran from him. Like He's a rookie right now, and he's, he already has 916 points. Every single rookie, it's either 700 or 600. No one is up to 900 points right now, except for Luka Doncic. And you know, a lot of people might hate me for this today, but... Um, Another rookie, I'm, I'm, I see why you're picking Trey Young. Trey Young has been phenomenal. He definitely is most likely going to win Rookie of the Year, and that's not going to surprise me. But another rookie that I that I liked, a lot of people said that he wasn't ready for the NBA. Um, Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks. I think he really ha- he really has some range. I've seen him play, you know, when he's played the Cavs. I've seen him play in a other, couple of other Hawks games. I mean, this guy can play. Um, you know, he has that three point range. Um, just this past, this past Martin Luther King Day, um, against the Orlando Magic, he put in 21 points, 8 of 13 from the field. Um, on January 15th against the Thunder, he was 4 of 9 from 3 point range. Um, so he's going, he's going to score. He's going to, you know, attempt from 3. There are going to be nights where he's not great because he's a rookie, but the great thing about um, Trey Young's situation is that he has Vince Carter. Vince Carter is one of the most highly respected veterans in the NBA. He's still playing right now. So because he has Vince Carter, he can really learn, you know, when to pass, when to score, when to shoot the three, when to drive, you know, when to look for fouls. I think that's really going to help him emulate his game. But on the other hand, Luka Doncic also has Dirk Nowitzki. So the great thing about these two rookies that we're mentioning is that they have two future Hall of Famers for sure, um, really, who can give them a lot of advice um, in order to be better players um, for their future.
That's right, everyone. Sixers talk time now. If you liked that uh, 76ers montage, please let me know. I wanted to uh, spice something up for you guys, uh, maybe add some music. But nonetheless, we're going to be talking about the Philadelphia 76ers, who have, Andrew, really have been impressing me. Um, this past Martin Luther King Day, they obliterated the Rockets by a score of 121-93. to 93. Um, James Harden did have 30, uh, 37 points in that matchup. Um, but however, Corey Brewer, if, I don't know if you saw that game, really locked him down defensively and really just made him agitated, almost acting like a Draymond Green for the 76ers that night. And then the 76ers followed it up with a, um, with a thriller against the Spurs in Philadelphia, 122 to 120 victory. Um, this, um, continues their tough, um, tough stretch of games. They're going to start their West Coast trip soon. They play the Nuggets tomorrow in Denver. Then they head to Los Angeles to play the Lakers. They then head to the Bay Area to take on the Warriors. Then head to Sacramento for the Kings before coming home to take on the Toronto Raptors. So, Andrew, what what are you, do you think? What have you seen from the Sixers so far that's really impressed you from guys like Embiid and Simmons? And what is your prediction for um, their future? Their future this West Coast road trip that's coming up you know i i think the chemistry between all the players is very good even saying that they had a big trade getting a jimmy butler and sending a lot of players to minnesota i i think like ben simmons and joel Embiid, they are nice big big two i would say um i think in a few years they both are gonna develop into like all nba players like first team and do you think that Jimmy Butler is going to be staying long-term with the Sixers? Because, honestly, I don't really see where else he would go, and they definitely need a caliber of someone like Jimmy Butler. I think if, if I was Jimmy Butler, I would stay with them, because if, I would, if he signs with any other team, his stats are going to go down. He's getting older. He can't keep signing with different teams and trying new things. He's, he's too old for that now. Yeah, and I think that, you know, definitely he, the Philadelphia pr- fans appreciate what he is doing. So just like the Kyrie Irving scenario with Boston, I see no reason why they leave because, you know, that fan base just not only do they love him, but, you know, he, they're getting, they're getting wins. And for the 76ers, what's your prediction? I'm especially looking forward to their games, um, against the Lakers and the Warriors out in California. Um, so what are your predictions for those two games, Andrew? They're going to beat the Lakers. Without LeBron, they're just, oh, for sure. they're just basically the 2017-2018 um, Lakers with JaVale McGee. Um, but the Warriors, I, I, I it's don't know. It's going to be Joel Embiid versus DeMarcus Cousins down low. Yeah, I mean, I they don't have anyone to guard. They have someone to guard DeMarcus, who is Joel Embiid. Uh, maybe... Um, Ben Simmons can guard Curry if if he tries very hard, but other than that, no one can really guard Clay. They have no one to guard um, Kevin Durant. I mean, Jimmy Butler, he he does have great defense, but, but he says he's too short against yeah, Kevin Durant. Yeah. And you know, one thing that I I'm extremely um, looking forward to, definitely looking forward to for this for this game, is this game is going to prove and. It's going to be a moment for DeMarcus Cousins 
to show us why he is claimed as the best center in the NBA. Because I don't think he's the best center in the NBA for now. Two league candidates I have for best center are Al Horford and Joel Embiid. So I think if DeMarcus Cousins just dominates Al Horford tomorrow night, if he dominates Joel Embiid in the paint in Oakland um, this upcoming Thursday, he will most likely re- reclaim himself as the best center in the league. And given that the fact that he's doing it with four other All-Stars, it just shows you that he has talent and he's not just on the Warriors bandwagon. He, sh- he would show you that he's on the Warriors for a reason other than winning a ring. Therefore, I think if he dominates Al Horford tomorrow night, if he dominates Joel Embiid next Thursday, he'll, he'll, he will be, once again, the best center in the league. Do you have any opinion to say about that? Well, I think I did say before he is the best center, but now that you said that, it kind of changed my mind a little, but I think there's one more center you'd add, you should add to that, who is Nikola Jajic. I, I th- he's playing at a, a nice level right now. A very nice level, actually. Excuse me. I think him and DeMarcus Cousins, it'll be a great matchup when they play together. And I, I think, yeah, if he does better than Nikola, if he dominates him, he will be the best. Um, I do agree with what you're saying about Nikola Jokic. Um, I mean, he, he's a phenomenal scorer. I just think the presence of Embiid, you know, his ability to handle the ball. Then you have Al Horford, who really acts almost like a point center for the Boston Celtics. Jokic, I've seen him. He can handle well. I just don't think he's on the caliber of guys such as Joel Embiid, DeMarcus Cousins, Al, or someone like Al Horford. Um, that's my stance on Nikola Jokic. And uh, two more topics today for NBA discussion. Um Trade deadline is coming up, the always fun-filled trade deadline, um, which last year really helped the Cavs, um, at, which looked like at the time. Febru- the trade deadline um, this year is February 7th. And one trade that I really heard that I was hearing rumors about was uh, Washington Wizards guard Bradley Beal going to the Boston Celtics um, for Jalen, I believe it was Jalen Brown, Aaron Baines, and... Um, a first round pick if this is true AJ would you if you're the Boston Celtics do you take this deal do you try to get this deal done or are you waiting for Anthony Davis I'd, I'd wait for Anthony Davis if they uh, if they get Bradley Beal right now they they would have a lot of similar players fighting for minutes and I, I honestly disagree with you on that I think pursuing Bradley Beal is going to be a huge key for the Celtics because they have a lot of forward talent. They have, you know, like I said, Al Horford. Gordon Hayward is not going to be playing like this for the rest of his career. This is his first season back after a gruesome injury. I think, you know, he hasn't looked great this season. I can understand that. I think next season, coming next season, he'll be the Gordon Hayward that we know, that the Gordon Hayward we saw in Utah. Yeah. Um, But if you look at Bradley Beal's history, he's been able to basically just ball out and he's still he's you know he still was alongside a franchise guard in John Wall. So the fact that he's been able to do what he's to do what he's doing with not anymore because Wall's injured but the fact that he was able to do it with alongside John Wall. I see no reason why he would would not be able to do that alongside Kyrie Irving. Um and Kyrie Irving we know can rack up assists. Um we saw it 
um, this last Wednesday when he had his career high in assists against the Raptors. I definitely think that Bradley, it would be in the best interest of the Celtics to get someone like Bradley Beal because the Celtics do not have efficient three-point shooting. And, um, Andrew, before we move on to a, our all-star game discussion, what are some of the possible trades do you think that the Cavs can make um, come February 7th? Right, They should find some options for Kevin Love right now. I, they should one hundred. They said they wouldn't trade him, but right now he's always getting injured. He's really acting like a little baby right now. Um, they should find someone else. They they're not gonna win any championships with him. It doesn't look like they're gonna make the playoffs with him. They're they're not making the playoffs at all. No, Andrew. Yeah, it's yeah, impossible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be honest here. Um, the only team in the NBA without ten wins still have a mediocre nine wins. Are you kidding me? But. Let's not forget, Kevin Love is in a contract, and the Cavs are might find themselves in the situation that the Wizards found themselves in with John Wall, because John Wall signed that Supermax, Supermax deal, and then Kevin Love signed a deal that was almost similar to that, where he's getting, getting paid a ton of money. He's getting paid $24 million this season, Kevin Love is. So... I'm definitely nervous that the I don't think the Cavs will be able to pull off a trade for Kevin Love. One, because Kevin Love is older, and two, he's not consistently on the court um, due to all of his injuries. This is going to be a lot tougher for the Cavs to trade Kevin Love. Um, I'm, I'm I really have no clue. Just the how poor they've looked. I really see nothing. I don't see anything positive that this team can do. They really need some kind of star. I mean, this is what happens when you rely on LeBron James, your you know, your whole franchise. You know, this is you know, when you have to actually build a team, it's extremely tough. So I'm really I really have no clue what the Cavs will do this upcoming trade line, and I'm very disappointed that I really have nothing to say about that. Um but here's something positive that we can move on to, and that's the um all-Star game that's going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina at Spectrum Center. And uh, you said, Andrew, that you have the starters for the All-Star yeah. game. So um, tell us about that. So the starters for the West, um, uh, the captain is LeBron James, Paul George, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and uh, Steph Curry. It's, it kind of sucks we don't see uh, Derrick Rose in there, though. I, he got the... Yeah, what was it? The second, third most votes. But in I the think West. Derrick Rose coming off the bench would be fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but he he could have been an all. I mean, not all star. Um, a uh, a starter. And then for the um uh, East, we have Giannis as the uh, captain, Kawhi Leonard, Joel Embiid, Kemba Walker, and Kyrie. You know, I really I I like the way the NBA has been going with the All Star game. What I'm a little disappointed on is that they did East versus West again. I really liked when they did Andrew last year in LA team LeBron versus team Stefan. I really thought that was cool because if you saw that game, uh, it was super close throughout and team LeBron won by three. And it was so competitive, almost like, you know, a normal NBA game. And that's what the fans want to see a fan, you know, NBA fan, someone like me, I definitely want to see competition. So I'm a little bit nervous about how this all-star game is going to go. I really hope it can be competitive. Um, I've never really been a fan of East versus West because the West generally always dominating the East. Um, so hopefully the Eastern Conference is a lot better, so hopefully it'll be competitive. I just really wanted to see, you know, a Team LeBron, Team Stefan type of all-star game. But what's your opinion on that? I think um, right now they're actually just keeping, like, the West starter, the West players on the West side, like the starters, and then the East, 
like the best players on their side, and then I think they're just going to draft the bench. I mean, I still liked last year's more. Like they had both sides, like everything like that. What you said, but yeah, I think I I, I think that that way is a lot better. But kudos to the NBA for always you know trying new things. This is why I really you know love what Adam Adam Silver and the NBA are doing. Um, because you know they don't just like stick to the to the normal stuff. They're always willing to try new things, um, which is really what I give a ton of credit to the NBA for. And last but certainly not least, we have concluded our NBA portion of the show. However, we're not done. We have NFL playoffs that are in full swing. Super Bowl um, is planned out. Get ready for some commercials. Get ready for the Super Bowl. Um, Andrew, you have um, everything to tell us on what's been going on in the playoffs and your analysis of everything. So please take it away. So uh, the co- in the conference finals, we saw the Rams uh, take on the Saints. The final score was 26 to 23. Uh, there was one very, very big missed call. It was the pass interference that the refs missed. And I, I think that the Saints should have won that game. If the refs just called that, they could have scored the touchdown or a field goal. But then the Saint, I mean, the Rams ended up coming. Uh, they won the game. And then we saw the Patriots versus the Chiefs. Now, a lot of people were saying the Chiefs were going to win, but I was like, no, Tom Brady, he's, he's a old, he's a nice old quarterback. He was the MVP and Patrick Mahomes. He's still a young player. And I was, I was right. The Patriots did come through. It was 37 to 31. Then for the Super Bowl, we'll have the Patriots versus the Rams. I think that the um, Patriots will win it, saying that uh, the Rams have a very young quarterback and Tom Brady, he's, he is a um, NFL MVA, MVP candidate. And Patrick Mahomes, he's, he's I mean, not Patrick Mahomes, uh, Goffs, he's still um, developing. Do you think that um, weather conditions ever play a part in this role? Because, you know, it's in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, so it's not... It's not winter wonderland over there. It is rather hot. Do you think that might affect the New England Patriots, given the fact that they always play in you know, such a cold environment, you know, Foxborough, Massachusetts? Do you think that has any effect on them, or do you really think that it doesn't matter at all? I don't think it matters at all. If anything, they'll do better with the hot weather. Because in the cold weather, your hands start to they start to like freeze up. You can't catch the balls as good. You can't throw them as good. I think in the, the hot weather, weather, they'll do a lot better than the cold. Um, do you give the Rams any kind of chance? Because I know last year we said Patriots are going to beat the Eagles. Patriots are going to beat the Eagles. Um, and let let it be known that the um, the Eagles did win that game. So do you give the Rams any chance of possibly winning this game? Oh, I give them a chance, yeah. If This is the only possible way, I think. I think that if the Rams' wide receivers, all of their offense is great, then they will win it. And maybe, say, Tom Brady, his offense isn't working too well. I think that the Rams could win the Super Bowl. And this happened with the Eagles, too. We saw Tom Brady, he wasn't making passes. Like, did you see the one play where they actually threw it to Tom Brady and he missed it? That was, like, that could have been. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I really do think the Rams have a chance, but it's it's slim. Well, thank you, Andrew, for the great analysis for the NFL playoffs. Um, we cannot wait to see you guys next week um i hope you guys really enjoyed this show we're in a new environment uh new setting in my high school now so it's a little a little more comfortable so a lot more enthusiastic i hope you liked the song i played for you guys um can't like i said can't wait to see you guys next friday 
we're going to have a ton to talk about um, as well, our analysis of the upcoming games as well as, you know, more talk of more games. So keep in tuned. If you haven't yet, checked out my check out my Twitter account, at Nordonia Sports. Um, I also posted a website on my Twitter account that you can see as well. Um, you can also go to NordoniaHills.News and um, look at some of not only my work, um, Maya and Andrew's work, but you can also see work from other students um, who've really been um, doing a great job of covering things here in the Nordonia community. Um, but thanks here to the Nordonia Media Center for letting us use their facilities, and I cannot wait for next uh, Friday's episode. Thank you, as always, Andrew, for um, coming, and have a great weekend, everyone. Hopefully the Celtics win this Saturday. Um, we will see you next Friday for a great another great episode of the Cleveland Sports Show. Until then, take care.